Looking to make the rest of your life the best part of your life? Every week, the Words for Life podcast has principles and testimonies that will help us become a little better than we were yesterday. This will positively impact your life. Welcome to another Words for Life discussion. I'm your host, Terrence Farrell, a.k.a. T. Farrell, and I want to give you some quick updates. Be More Today, the company my partner, Dr. Sean Thomas, and I run, has added a new t-shirt to the Be More Today apparel line. The t-shirt says, have the hard conversations. And it's meant to encourage you and those around you not to be afraid to have those hard conversations. So check it out. Have the hard conversations. It's a new t-shirt on our apparel line. We also have an instrumental project being released this Friday, May 21st. It's perfect for a personal cardio workout or for fitness instructors because it has no words to get in the way and distract whatever workout you choose to do. Visit BeMoreToday.com. That's B-E-M-O-R-E-T-O-D-A-Y.com. Now, this week, our special guest is actress Elizabeth June. June hails from the Bronx, is the co-founder of Silver Locks Films, along with her husband, Jason Williams. June earned her MFA from the Actors Studio Drama School, and her TV credits include Criminal Minds, Fresh Off the Boat, As the World Turns, Hightown, and Blackish, where she got to play her hero, Harriet Tubman. June is also a cast member of the audio drama Brownsville, produced by Lawrence Fishburne and Lorenz Tate. She's also a certified yoga instructor and has been a breast cancer survivor since August 2019. We discuss accepting God's timing for your life, how God became real for her when she left the church, and the value of writing your own obituary pretty interesting stuff there's also a whole lot of other wisdom nuggets in there now if you've been following us for any length of time you know i like to end with a words for life track so this week's no different we're going to end with a words for life track featuring eddie jordan so at the end the words for life track is going to come right on after our conversation it's entitled release control now we have a free download available on the Be More Today site under Words for Life. You'll see uh, quite a few Words for Life tracks. It's there. You can download it for free. I think all they ask for is your email. Last but not least, please subscribe if you haven't already. Like, share this episode. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Elizabeth June. June, how you doing? <laughs> Hello, my brother. Hello. It's so good to see you, Terrence. Thank you for having me. It is good to see you, too. Um, it's, been, it's been too long. It's been way too long. Way too long for in-person yes. meetings. Yes, yes, it's been too long. yes, <laughs> yes. We've had yes, some yes, Zoom yes. meetings, but in-person. It's person, true. Sure. Yes, yes. So now I hesitated because it's Ju- I know you as June, Elizabeth. Yes. And yes. is it Elizabeth June? Because when I got exactly. the bio, it's just like, which, which one is it? 
She got all these aliases, I know. <laughs> so you knew me as June Elizabeth Sewer, S-E-W-E-R, as in the waste conduit. So we had to flip it up a little bit <laughs> for Hollywood, right? Yes. So, <laughs> so for my headshots and for my SAG Screen Actors Guild, for my Actors Equity, which is the theater union, all that, it's Elizabeth June. That's my professional name. That is my credit name. To be honest, the only reason I didn't put it June Elizabeth when I wanted to get into SAG is because somebody already was there. You can't uh. get a new name. So that's why even like Michael J. Fox or even Michael B. Jordan, if there's somebody else with that name before, that's why you got to switch it up. That's why even Vanessa Williams, like the Vanessa Williams we know, had yeah. to pe- put Vanessa L. Williams because the other Vanessa Williams from Soul Food was in SAG first. You know what I mean? So right, right, anyway, right, that's right, my right, whole right. name thing. Yeah, yeah. So I still go by June, but Elizabeth June is what you're going to see in the credits when you uh, see anything that I'm in. Yeah. Got you, got you. And and you've you've done quite a bit of things. Uh, Criminal Minds, Fresh mm-hmm. Off the Boat. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw you in one of the... I think I saw you in Blackish too. Blackish, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. You, you've done quite a bit of things, which is... Which is, I, I just, I always feel proud. Like, oh, I know her. You know, like. That's <laughs> <laughs> to mention the commercials. I get more attention from people saying, hey, you Campbell Soup. I saw you in the commercial. <laughs> Whatever, stuff like that. So that's a blessing. That's yeah. been a blessing. It's always been a dream of mine to be on TV. Like when I say always, like since I was a little kid, um, I used to be sitting way too close to the television when I was a kid. And my mother was like, get back, especially for the commercials. So I used to walk around singing, mm, good. That's what Campbell Soups are. Mm, good. When I was a kid. My first mm. national commercial was for Campbell's Soup. I promise you, when I got nice. older. You know what I mean? It's like, nice. you know. Amazing how God works. Circle. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's God, yes, yes. So now I wanted to ask, I wanted to start off asking, what's one of the principles that uh, you try to follow as you, as you, you, you live life the way you want to live? Yeah, yeah. I would say accepting God's divine time. That is something that I had to learn and I had to finally get it. And now I accept it and appreciate it so much. So, you know me, you know me from back in when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was kind of a knucklehead back then. <laughs> and I think we all this were. Idea, we all were, exactly. <laughs> and this idea of, I got to get married before I'm 30 or else I'm going to be an old maid. You know, everything had to be in my time. And I realized most of my friends, and I was a bridesmaid in a lot of beautiful weddings. Most of my friends that got married in their 20s were divorced by their 40s. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't get married until 43. (laughs) And Mm. now my husband and I, this July, will be celebrating our 10th wedding anniversary. So I'm not trying to say this or that or compare. I'm just saying, follow God's timing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Had I done what all my friends were doing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, half of those weddings, unfortunately, are in divorce right now. So... I'm just glad that I just accepted God's timing, mm-hmm. do everything according to what he wants as opposed to what June wants, and you'll be okay. That's mm-hmm. one of the principles I definitely follow right now. I got you. And that's a that's a tough one because no matter what, even if it's career-wise, yeah. no matter if it's buying a house, it's like, yes. hey, I got to get a house by this this amount of time unless I'm, I'm, I'm slothful or, you right, know, right. I'm, not, I'm not doing whatever. And I don't know, how did you find the balance between that? Mm-hmm, because it's mm-hmm. easy to read about it and it's like, yes. oh, yeah, I believe God, God's timing. Yes, but I got to get this, you know. It's... Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, because it's God's timing, I have no choice but to just mm. sit back and say, you know what, God, it's you. I can yeah. do everything I want to do to try to make this happen. But what I found out is the things that come to me the easiest are the ones that are like the biggest things. For instance, um, I was... Um, 
introduced to a lady, and I, we didn't even meet in person, but I was introduced to a lady by the name of Phyllis McCoy Jobert. Someone told mm -hmm. me, hey, she's looking for singers to go on this European trip somewhere. So I said, oh man, I got all nervous. You know, she called me, I, you know, I called her rather. And we, you know, had a telephone appointment and I thought she was going to talk to me and then give me the information as to where I had to go for the audition. She said, sing a little something for me. So I just sang a little something for her. She was like, you got the job, be at rehearsal at such and such time, or whatever. A European trip to go to Germany, France, Luxembourg, I got from a telephone telephone audition mm, mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah the yeah. easiest thing that the lord just puts into your lap is the best thing all this stuff that i was doing all this extra work for and trying to do all this stuff it just fell into my lap even the thing with bronzeville the um the the um 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 um, um audio drama kind of yeah. like the old radio shows the yes, audio yes. drama that i got with with lawrence fishburne yes lawrence fishburne directed me let me tell you a little bit of story about that so I go to the studio thinking I'm just going to lay down my track and then they'll edit me in later with all the big stars. Because if you look at the list of the people that are in Bronzeville, it's mm. ridiculous. Omari Hardwick, Tika Sumter, um, um, Mikai Pfeiffer, uh, you know, Oba Babatunde. You know what I'm saying? Like right, ridiculous right. stars. So I said, oh, surely they're just going to have me come in and do my thing. I did not even have to audition for that either. My wow. agent just sent me to the studio. Again, I thought I was going for an audition. I walk into the room, Lawrence Fishburne is sitting at the table, at the table read. They say, oh, we're gonna do a table read before we do the do the actual thing. Lawrence Fishburne, Lorenz Tate is sitting across from him here. Um, Ella Joyce, that's how I met her. She's a wonderful, wonderful actress who was on Rock. Um, um, you know, she played the wife on Rock. Yeah. She was sitting at the table. All these people, I'm like, what is happening right now? So we do the little read through or whatever. And I do my little thing. I have my character's name with Miss Sweeney or something. I'm in season one, episode three. And I say my little thing and you know me saying something little um, jokey or whatever. And Lawrence Fishburne laughed. I was like, I just made Morpheus laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But even that gig was something I did not even have to audition for. That's when I started to learn, sit back, let God handle it. God is my agent. I don't have to do nothing else. Let God just handle it. That's what's up. That's that's all. I mean, and that's an awesome thing to 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 live by and to, yeah. I guess, to like understand it and, mm -hmm. and graft it into what you do and to yes. start to believe it. And yeah. that's just that's that's awesome. Now I want to flip it a little bit and ask you, what's one of the toughest things God's pulled you through? I would have to say, and if you look at my shirt, it says not today. And it has mm -hmm. a little breast cancer <laughs> thing there. Mm -hmm. I am a breast cancer survivor. I love this yes. shirt. It's like, not today, Satan. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but you ain't getting me today. Mm. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2019, July of 2019. I had my lumpectomy in August of 2019. I went through mammograms, biopsies, ultrasounds, 20 rounds of radiation, Mm. And even today, because for five years, you have to take like a hormone pill or whatever that I have to take every day. And that's like $330 a month to take that pill because you got to get that a monthly su supply. Mm. I have not paid for any of it. Wow. Did you hear what I said? Wow. I have not paid for any of it because at the time that I was diagnosed, I had not worked for the year prior because I was in another, uh, unfortunately I had an accident, a work-related work accident that had me out of work for the year prior. So mm -hmm. I was unemployed and I was uninsured. 
when I came to move here in North Carolina, I'm originally from the Bronx, the Boogie Down, lived in LA for a while, but I live in Durham, North Carolina now because of a family emergency, we had to move here. There's a company or a, an organization called Project Access. They partner with Duke Cancer Center. I live 10 minutes away from Duke Cancer Center, one of the top cancer centers in the country. Wow. They partner to make sure that people who are uninsured with cancer get mm -hmm. all of their cancer bills taken care of. That's God. That is I God. would not That's... be living here on my own accord. It's God's timing that had me living here at the time that I got diagnosed. Mm. Mm. I don't even know what my lumpectomy costs. I don't even know what my radiation costs. I've never seen a bill. Wow. The fact that, that you 300, said a $330, yeah, $330. $330 a month thing, I pay $4 a month for it. That's Through that's, Project Access of wow. Durham County. That's God. That is God. You can't tell me that's not God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. I just, I, and, and I have listed here what lesson did you learn from that, but just trust God. It's just, oh my gosh, that's just, that's amazing. That's a, so now let me ask this. Let, let's let's backtrack a little bit, because you know you were raised in church. Um, I yes. I read on your bio you 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 were singing when you were seven. Yeah, I, I was playing drums. They tell me when yes. I was three, but you know five years old is <laughs> when I remember. It. I believe it. When? And playing drums wonderfully because we have performed <laughs> together. Thank yeah, you. Yes, Thank yes, you. we have. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Um, when did God become real to you? Because you go through church and you hear this mm -hmm. and you go, oh, yeah, 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 I believe it. And then mm -hmm. at some point in time, you know, if, if you know, God willing, he becomes real. And it's not yeah. just something you say or a place you go once a week and, and yeah. things like that. That is such a great question. God became real for me the day I left the church. Mm. The day I made relationship with God a priority rather than religion. Nice. Now, when I say left the church, you never leave the church. The church never listens to me. I was listening to Donnie McClurkin before I got on here with you today. <laughs> I listen right. to gospel music 24-7. You know me. Mm -hmm. um, so, so God never left me. But the idea of man-made organized religion did. And the day that I made the decision that this is not working for me. And I have so much respect for people who are very much involved in the church. Because I used to be. Mm -hmm. Everyone I know. You know a lot of the people that I know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that I grew up with. My mother. My grandmother. My mother-in-law that I'm living with now. Mm -hmm. Very much entrenched in the church. And mm -hmm. that works for them. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a drug. And I kind of look at the idea of everyone takes drugs because they need something to hold on to, to get through this life. Cause this life is not easy. Mm -hmm. So for me, gospel music was my drug. It helped keep me sane and it's still, and it's helped me see the world. I've seen, you know, not just with Phyllis McCoy Joubert, even when I was a kid, I went to England, Scotland, Wales, because I was in a choir. I went to Israel because I was in a choir. I sang, it was a children's choir. And I sang the lead for Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho at Jericho. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. of gospel music. So gospel music was always going to be in me. A relationship with God is always going to be in me. I'm a woman of faith. I am a child of God, but I am not part of any denomination, mm -hmm. no dogma, 
mm. no organized religion. Mm-hmm. That's the day God became real to me. Mm. Mm. So now how, how do you get the, the community? Because, mm. I mean, if, once you start to understand, you understand church is not the building. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the community of believers. It's the, mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they go to a building or, or whatever. But how do you get that, that, that community um, that's, that's always needed with like minds? You know what's beautiful? <laughs> Zoom is beautiful. Mm. I go to Zoom church every week. <laughs> <laughs> I even sing for my mother-in-law's church through Zoom all the time. They mm-hmm. always have me involved in that. The community will never leave me. Mm-hmm. Alpha and Omega will never leave me. Yeah. The choir that I used to direct his Heaven's Inspirational Singers when I was in college at Southwestern Adventist University. It's like 30 of us. We always keep in touch. They were the ones that helped uh, helped me when my mother was dying and my husband and I got married in my mother's ICU room. They were the ones that were mm-hmm. there for me, uh, uh, conducted my ceremony and threw a reception for me that was like a wedding wedding that was put together in two days because they knew I was not going to get married ever without my mother being present. So even my mother being in a coma, do you understand? These are yeah, the people who yeah, were my community yeah. and yeah. these are the people that I grew up with in the church. The community will never leave me. And right. everywhere I speak, anytime I talk, I talk about my testimony about the breast cancer. I talk about, again, that's not religion. That's right. God. Right, 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 right. No, I, I, I understand. I understand the, the, the religion and the relationship thing. The, the religion, yes. religion is, a, is, is a man-made thing. Following Christ, which is Christian. Totally different. It's just, yeah, it's totally different. I was just, the community, because you do yeah. need the, the fellowship. And so yeah. that's... Nice, nice, nice. So now, um, I, I wanna I wanna ask this question: What's one of your most memorable success stories? It's so funny. Somebody sent me a, um, you know, on Facebook they send you something that happened, you know, eight years ago or nine yes, years ago. Yes, send you yes, yes. I had a little anniversary thing of Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds was my first uh, co-star, my first television co-star in LA. So they, I did this thing called LA Connection where they take actors from New York and you take it to LA and like for a whole week we meet with actor, um, um, agents and managers and casting directors and so forth. And we auditioned for them. So it was like an intensive three or four auditions a day for all these people. I did that, but then I flew back to home to New York because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't think anything's ever gonna come from it. I got a call from one of those casting directors in LA to audition for Criminal Minds. And I was like, oh, wow, I got to get back to L.A. now. So <laughs> so I called a friend who worked at JetBlue, got a buddy pass, called another friend who lived in L.A., got a buddy couch that I could sleep on. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and I went back for the audition. And, of course, I booked it. And the beautiful thing about all of that is that was the biggest thing I ever did, just trying you know, my hand at going to L.A. and just trying to meet up with people. And my husband was like, you know what? You're getting more attention in L.A. than you were, are in New York. Let's move. So that was the thing that made us move to L.A. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so that is one of the biggest, you know, most exciting successes that I've ever had. And people ask, oh, how did you do that? I had to take a leap of faith. I don't know anybody in L.A., but I had to go and do one of those things where you get to meet the people that you need to meet for a week. And, you know, I just took a chance on it. Mm-hmm. And God is good. It helped, helped me out. Helped me get an agent. Helped me get a manager. Helped me to get some other um, gigs. So that was a blessing. Nice, nice. So now if you had to say you, what lesson would you say you learned from that experience? Take that leap of faith. Pray about it for yeah. sure. yeah. Get a friend with a buddy pass, get a friend with a buddy couch <laughs> and, 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 you know, and just take the leap of faith. You know, um, 
everybody has a different career path. I always knew since I was a kid that I was going to be on TV and God willing, I will continue to do that. But, you know, whether I was going to be, doesn't matter, lawyer, doctor, whatever it is, you got to take a leap of faith. You've got to, you know, ask yeah. the Lord to help you through all of it. And, and God has shown me the fact that he allowed me to get it shows me that, yeah, I'm, I'm on the right path. Nice, nice. No, I, 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 I love it. I love it. I just, I love to hear the, and the, the whole, this whole words for life thing is built on testimonies and yeah. how the testimonies of, because in Revelation, it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word yes. of our testimony. Yes. And once people see that God works in real life, he's not just, you know, here and, you know, David and Goliath and yes. Moses, it's, it's today, it's 2021. It's, it's yes, it is. you know, it's, it's real. So I just, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. I love. Um, so now let me ask you this. What's yes. next for Elizabeth June? Okay, great question. Um, on May 21st, I'm doing a Zoom play reading. That's um, I'm going to have to um, advertise the more the information, but it's on my Instagram, and I'm going to give you my Instagram information in a second. Nice. So May 21st, that's a Zoom play reading that I'm doing. Um, and then um, I have the ongoing thing with Bronzeville. So if anybody wants to go on iTunes or Spotify and look up Bronzeville, I'm in episode three, uh, season one, and they have they just started season two on that. It's an audio drama, the one with mm -hmm. Lorenz Tate and Lawrence Fishburne. And then I have a television show that I have a recurring role on that I just booked like in the last few months, but it hasn't come out yet. So I can't talk about it yet. They make us sign NDAs, but right. that also is going to be on my Instagram. It's going to come out in the fall. So I have a recurring role on that. A TV nice. show. Yeah, God is good. God has blessed, even in the midst of a pandemic, to be able to book something. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, yeah. that's God. Yeah. Um, and then um I have a a one-woman show that I'm writing. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna get the you're gonna get the premiere now. You're gonna get the premiere of the title. It's called Notes from a Narcissistic Negro and Other N-Words. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay then. <laughs> so I'm working on that. So that's coming coming to a either Zoom theater or real theater near you, maybe next year sometime. Nice, nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so now you, you you hinted at it. What's the best ways people can connect with you, support, follow, all of that? I appreciate that. Thank you. So the best <laughs> way is Instagram. Uh, Elizabeth June NY, all one word, Elizabeth okay. June NY. And then um, my website is elizabethjune.com backslash official. I have to put that in there because sometimes if you just do elizabethjune.com, it comes up with just whatever. So just put backslash official, elizabethjune.com backslash. Okay, cool. And what I'm going to do is in the description of, mm -hmm. of this podcast, I'm just going to put links there so people Thank can just you. click and, and they just go. I appreciate so, it. Beautiful. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate that. No problem. I really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time. Any final thoughts or words of advice you want to share with people? Yes. This is something that I uh, learned a few weeks ago. Write your own obituary. Hmm. Write your own obituary. So I attended a Zoom birthday party for a good sister friend of mine. And she said, I want you guys to come. You guys are my closest friends, but we're going to talk about death. And we're like, you talk about death on your birthday? She was like, yes. And we talked about all the different elements of death and how people don't like to talk about death and family members and so forth. And then when it hits you, you're like unprepared. So she invited us to write our own obituary. 
That, Terrence, I'm telling you, that mm. was life changing. Because first of all, if I were to die today, God forbid, Mm-hmm. My husband would have a hard time writing my obituary because he's going to be in the midst of, oh, my God, June just died. Right, right. So I wrote it for him. I wrote my own obituary because who else knows you better than you? Mm. And thinking about all the good things that have happened to you in your life, I just cried. I broke down and cried and said, Lord, it's a wonderful life. That's one of my favorite movies, by the way. <laughs> but it's a wonderful life. God has blessed me. Mm-hmm. I've been through so much. The Lord has brought me through so much. When I sat down and just looked at all of the things that have happened in my life, I invite everyone to write your own obituary. And on the face value, it sounds a little morbid. I ain't going to lie. It, it does. <laughs> but think about the fact that your loved ones would have to be tasked with doing that. You're mm-hmm. doing a favor for them. Mm-hmm. You're doing. You're giving them a blessing. That's one less thing for them to have to think about, A. And mm-hmm. B, it shows you your blessings, hmm. how God has brought you through from a child to the last. If I were to die today, I can say I have lived a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I see I see how it can bring the, um, you know, the, the, the gratitude and the appreciation for everything. But then you'd have to keep updating it as you keep doing things. Of course. <laughs> and that's what you should do. Keep updating it. Keep I don't know. Keep updating it. All right, I, I got, I got, I got to swallow that one. Write my own obituary. That's just, that's Think like, about it. okay. I'm telling you, I'm okay. telling you, you'd be surprised at the blessings. Mm-hmm. You'd be so surprised. Nice, nice. I, again, I want to thank you. Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> I thank you for being such a good friend. I mean, thank this is you. like we could, we could chat for like forever. All it's day, just, for yes, real. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's cool. I really thank you. Um, I thank everybody for tuning in. Um, this is this is it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing when y'all tune in. It's a blessing the feedback. Again, I'm gonna um ask you to like, subscribe, share it with a friend if it's blessed you, so it can bless somebody else. And with that, we're out. Blessings. So I am I am a a sci-fi buff. Um, I I enjoy uh, a lot of psychological thrillers. And if you listen very closely to the way that I approach scripture, that is probably not news to you. And so one of the things that I love to do is to go to escape rooms. I don't know if anyone is like that with me. I love escape rooms. And for those of us that don't know what an escape room is, um, it's basically a room that you're put inside of. It's usually a thematic, right, some type of storyline. Um, and, and the idea is that you are, you are locked inside or trapped inside, right? Um, and you have a certain amount of time to figure out how to get out of that space, out of that room. Right? Sometimes it could be like a falling elevator or a train that has lost its brakes or something crazy, right? Um, but, but, but the idea is that you're supposed to, to uh, look around the room and find clues, right? That's supposed to give you insight into how to escape. Uh, uh, most of the time, you're trying to figure out throughout this process, right? Uh, am I experiencing an unnecessary distraction or a purposeful redirection of my attention? What does it mean, right? Why is it, why is it here? These are the questions that you kind of ask yourself as you're going around and playing with different things in the room, right? Uh, um, what does it mean? Why is it here? Uh, and because you only have an hour, right, or so to escape the room, it kind of adds to the thrill of it, right? Um, it, it, it's a part of the excitement. And, and, but, but sometimes you can bring too much of your brain 
into the space. I'm going to say it another way. Sometimes you can bring too much of your ego, right? Too much of your paranoia into a space and you start to think that clues are clues when they're not clues. And you start to think that this means something and it actually doesn't, right? And if you're anything like me and, and you love these moments, but you also get frustrated because you want to beat the time, you don't want to ask for help, right? You, you kind of have this, this moment where, where you become overwhelmed, right? in this space and you start getting frustrated because you become too obsessed with trying to find the clue. Here's what the Game Master says. Things in this room are meant to be moved and opened. But he also says, if it doesn't open or move easily, it's not meant to be. a very, very important instruction. He says there are things in this, move, in, in this room that are meant to move, that are meant to, 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 to be open, that are meant to, to interact with, but there are things in here that don't. Here's what you have to understand. If it does not move easily, if it does not change quickly, right, you have to understand that that is not meant to. And what I've come to find in this interpretation is that this game is best enjoyed when you learn how to not control the story. But you learn to play along with whatever has already been created in the room. And I think a lot of times in life we are challenged with trying to figure out whether certain moments in our lives are unnecessary distractions or if they are purposeful redirections of our attention. Right? Is this my husband? Is this my wife? Am I supposed to take this job? Right? Were they actually trying to throw shade when they made that comment? Right? Are, are any of the current sitting global leaders the Antichrist? Had to put it out there because somebody's thinking it, right? Somebody's thinking it, right? It, 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 it's, it's, it's COVID-19 really that random? Right. Uh, and, and here's the thing. While it's good to get an understanding, the problem is, is that we want to define everything and give it a meaning. We want to figure it out and we want to figure it out quick. Right. In other words, and oftentimes we're not operating out of a hunger for understanding, but of a need to be in control. We should have learned by now from Eve, from Cain, from Lot's daughters, from Gideon, from Saul, that we thrive in life when we learn how to not control the story, but to just listen and respond to God as he uses the details to write the narrative. This is how the scripture teaches it, right? When, when Paul says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. But here's how another translation says, and I like it this way. He says, God works all things together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. What he's saying is, whoever's behind it, God still uses it. And if we are listening because there's a calling, and if we are responding by loving God, we can discern how to navigate it. Because what needs to move will move. What needs to change will change. The clarity that many of us are seeking, we actually already have. 
So we shouldn't get too obsessed with, meet, with needing to control or explain or define everything, but we just need to listen and respond. You will see God make it all come together, together.